This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And today's episode, we have special guest country singer-songwriter, Chris Bandy. We talked to Chris about how a college relationship failure gave him his current single, how a Kenny Chesney song put him on the path he is on now, and how he has a song coming out with his hometown hero, Nelly. But first, Eric, let's chat a little bit about a blended fest this weekend in Nashville, man. Ooh, what a weekend. We were out there for... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Five days. Five days. Yeah, until Monday. Five days. It was a lot. Two days too long for Nashville. It was a lot. <laughs> Eric didn't go out on Sunday. <laughs> Stayed in, which was a good decision because I uh, I slept all day yesterday. I was dying. As did I, but I also stayed out till what, four or five in the morning Friday night where you did Thursday not. night. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday night. night yes. Yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, I went to bed at like midnight that night. But overall, successful weekend. Aggressive. Yeah, aggressive weekend. Yeah, fun weekend. Very fun weekend. Uh, shout out to Blended Fest, Blackout Artist, Kalika, everybody with the Blended Fest family um, put on a hell of a show. And it was fun, man. It was such a cool, eclectic. Yeah, it's not every night where you could go catch a couple country artists, legendary rappers, and legendary EDM artists all on one lineup. Not only one lineup, that, that night, Saturday night, it was... Yeah. Ernest, Matt Stell. To Ludacris, to Cascade. That is literally, like, yeah, you're right. That's country into like hip hop into one of the biggest EDM stars on the planet right now. So like I said, it's just, and there's good food, good wine, good people. Um, it was a good, it was a good Amazing time. Amazing music, lots of great talent every hour of the day. Yeah, fantastic talent. Um, I, I got to play, it was, got to play uh, the side stage. Unfortunately, the rain kind of moved everything back on the main stage. So I didn't get to play on the main stage, but played on the side stage for, for the nice little crowd. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was just, it was good energy, good vibes that whole weekend. Yeah. What was your favorite part of it? Honestly, Ludacris blew my mind. Ludacris blew my mind, man. I mean, other than me playing was super fun. Don't get me wrong. But as far as like an artist, I've never seen Luda before. I didn't know what to expect, but the man is very good on the mic. Uh, he's an entertainer at heart. I mean, he was making Fast and Furious jokes. He was he was like, this crowd don't even know me. This crowd knows me from Fast and Furious. Like, let's play one of my old school songs. And then he played one of his like first drops and the whole crowd go nuts and they all knew it. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, I see you. So I thought he did great. What about you? I mean, I love watching Little John because he's just such a showman. And that, talk about just an entertainer that plays to the crowd. He played everything. I've, yeah. That is one guy who has fun. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool to meet him again. That was a cool, that's, that's yeah, I, I got to meet and see him again. You know, I mean, obviously he's hosting Paradise. Uh, if you guys don't know that yet, he's going to be a guest host on Paradise. Uh, so we chatted. I was able to chat with him a little bit about that. You know, I was, he was like, why aren't you coming to Paradise this year? I was like, no way. He's like, I'll see you next year, right? I was like, I don't think so, man. The first thing he did, he like walked up to me when we were getting ready to take a picture. And he just thought I was just like, you know, a fan or something. And I was like, man, do you remember me? And he kind of looked at me. I was like, remember, and you DJed for my date on The Bachelorette. And we were breaking shoes. Like, oh, man. He's like, I do remember you. Like that was fun. I was like, yeah. It's like I didn't win, but yeah. Uh, so it was really cool. Yeah, Little John's cool. He's a really cool dude. Yeah, it was fun connecting with uh, Brody Jenner and Mamitas as well. Yep. Exciting yep. partnership going to be announced soon with them. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to partner with Brody and, and Mamitas, uh, which you guys will you'll see a lot of uh, when I start you know posting and everything about it because I love their their product is amazing, guys. You know I'm a big tequila fan. And Mamitas is basically tequila, and a, tequila soda in a can. It's so good. So, and Brody was great. He's a really nice guy. So was Devin, his his uh, DJ partner, um, the DJ duo. Um, so they're all really good dudes. It was just yeah, it was just a fun weekend with good people and good vibes. Yeah. And the next one, Austin, coming your way uh, 
September 10th and 11th. Yep, September 10th. That's only three weeks. Yeah, so we're going to do it all over again in Austin. And if you're in what, Iowa this weekend, Iowa City? Uh, yeah, I'll be in Green Bay Thursday uh, doing a little fun little trivia, bachelor trivia night at a bar. And then uh, Iowa City Friday night, which I'm pumped. College uh, cities can go off. So I'm really excited for that. It's like an outdoor venue and everything. So Yeah, hit us up. Let us know where we need to go check out in Iowa City if we have any listeners there. Any Iowa listeners, let us know because I've never been. I've never been to Iowa. I've been to Ames. Should be a fun little weekend, and then um... we got to crack on Brandy Cyrus a little bit here because when she was DJing, she was too short to see over the table. <laughs> she had a nice little crate underneath her. <laughs> I might have to post that when this drops. I'm posting that I think because I got a great video. Little John may have been standing on one too. Yeah, for door couple. <laughs> that was actually I got a great video of her jumping up and down on a crate so she could reach the reach the board, reach the controller. controller. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So. And hey, um, some fun uh, news. My house sold. The house sold in three days. So house is off the market. So I'm glad that's done because that's been a pain in the ass. That would have been hilarious if it hadn't sold and your address is all over the internet. I know. I know. A lot of people came <laughs> me and was like, so everybody knows where you live now. I was like, well, I technically don't live there really. Uh, but then it sold anyway. So, But he's coming from there live right now. I am there uh, right now. I am here right now until Thursday, but then I'm gone Thursday. Yeah, I was going to say, you might still be there Thursday. Ladies, go stop. No, no, by. no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, one, not, I'm gone Thursday. One, one three, one three. <laughs> Don't fucking actually put it out there, you fuck. <laughs> no, I'm gone Thursday, not coming back. So, Also, after a day or two of sitting on the the premiere of paradise this week any any more thoughts to it or i mean i didn't expect a ton from the first episode so it is what it is like you just got a lot of like packages of meeting people and you know that kind of thing um but i think i think monday tuesday from what i've heard a lot of drama starts it's going to be hard for a few people so it's going to be interesting to watch but i think the first episode is you know you just kind of meet people so or like re-meet people if you will so i didn't expect much and it didn't yeah i mean it was what it was i would give you yeah, like a three or four i think <laughs> out of ten Pretty boring. Pretty boring. I was down 30%, unfortunately, in ratings so, compared to 2019. So hopefully it gets wow. the numbers back up there. Well, they they probably need someone else to do a stagecoach. <laughs> that was fucking paradise. first episode, bro. First episode 2019 was my shit. First and second episode, dude, was my shit in 2019. So The whole fucking season one. God. Yeah, fuck main character. Jeez. And we got Buggate going on. You still think it's it was fake. fake? It's fake. I know it is. I talk to people. It's fake. But the reason there's a good reason behind it. There's a decent reason behind it. They're saying the bug was fake because you can't have a person, like a human, trying to hurt an animal, even if it's a bug, on national television or on like yeah, network television. So uh, that's what it was. So I think, yeah, that's why that fake bug was in there, I guess. That's what I heard anyway. I don't know. That's what I heard. And it looked like it got debunked, too, that Kenny was wearing Speedos the whole time. Yeah, I saw that, too. <laughs> that he had shorts on. He actually why had would the, produce, the production team waste so much fucking time on him being naked when really he just... I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of funny, you know what I mean? But the fact that he wasn't even wearing, like, yeah. whatever you want to call it, like, bikini is funny. So, yeah, it's going to be hard to watch the rest of the season. I think there's going to be certain moments when are hard, but I'm looking forward to it. So, yep, me too. All right, coming up, our chat with Chris Bandy, Behind the Rose. It's too bad we happened when we did, because I've learned a lot about life since then. Chris Bandy, thanks for coming on, Chris. Appreciate you, man. 
Absolutely. Thanks for having me. A big time fan, man. I love, uh, dude, that song, man, enough. That gets me. That hit home to me, man. That hit home to me. I remember when it first time I listened to it on the radio, I was like, damn, <laughs> he's speaking well, to me. Thank you. It was one of those songs, man. It was one of those songs. Yeah, so. it was funny. When I moved to Nashville, I moved from St. Louis, Missouri, and you don't really think of St. Louis as, you know, the country music capital of the world. And when I moved to town, everybody just kept telling me to write about stuff that I knew about. And unfortunately, for myself, one thing that I know very, very well is how to be really dumb when it comes to relationships. So, uh, so that song is is as truthful as it gets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who relate to that. A lot of men can relate to that. So I hear you there. Yes. And I, I kind of wanted to start there. You mentioned, you know, St. Louis, Missouri. It's not really yeah, known, if you will. Uh, for you know, country music stars, like if it's not like the the Florida Georgia line, you know, it's not like Florida and Georgia right. where like everybody right. comes from. It seems like. So, what was it like growing up there? And and were you always interested in music? And was it always country music? Yeah, I uh, man, I love St. Louis. Every time I get to go home, I uh, jump on that opportunity. And unfortunately, it's not as often as I wish that I got to go home, or it's definitely not as often as my parents wish that I got to go home. <laughs> um, but my first concert was Garth Brooks when I was five years old. And I think that was the first time that I kind of looked at something and was like, this is what I want to do when I grow up. I want to be Garth Brooks and wow. fell in love. My mom listened to nothing but country music. My dad listened to rock and roll and nineties pop music. And then I got to an age where everything that they listened to was the furthest thing from cool. So I started listening to so Nelly from St. Louis. Um, went through a big like fallout boy and blink 182 phase and stuff like that. And then I remember when I was a sophomore in high school, uh, I guess I was a freshman in high school. There was a kid on the football team that was a year older than me that would drive me home after practice. And he listened to nothing but country music. And I remember one time hearing the song summertime by Kenny Chesney that came on the radio. And I was like, wait a minute, this isn't the same country that my mom and that my mom was listening to. Like I, this is awesome. And ever since that day, my my freshman year of high school, it was country music through and through. And then I went to college in Mississippi, and that's when I started really playing out at bars and stuff. And um, I was lucky because guys like Luke Bryan and Eric Church were just coming up through the ranks as I was like a freshman and sophomore in college. And everybody kept saying Nashville. Like, I wrote this song in Nashville, or we're going home to Nashville. And I was like, well, heck, if I want to make a career out of music, I guess I got to go to Nashville. And mom and dad said I needed to graduate and get a degree and then I could do whatever I wanted. So six days after graduation, I made the move to Nashville. Wow. So you, you knew exactly what you wanted. That's so cool that you had, like, it's so cool that you can remember those exact moments that impacted <laughs> your life so much. Like not many people are like, you know, there was a couple of times, but you like remember the exact moment and the fact that you were that yeah, so passionate about it, you knew what you wanted to do, I think is that's pretty special. I know it probably didn't happen overnight. It never, never, right. ever does. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that process like? You get to Nashville and then, I mean, are you basically just, you know, I mean, if you hear all these artist stories, like sleeping on couches and writing as much as I can, that kind of thing. Like, how was it for you when you hit Nashville? So when I moved to Nashville, I slept in a, uh, I slept in a closet <laughs> on an air mattress for about eight months until wow. we moved into a new apartment. I had some guys that I went to college with that were a year older than me that were living in Nashville. And they said they had an extra room, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was, it was much of a room. It fit my air mattress and like two outfits that I had. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, moved moved to town, and I didn't really ever want to do anything outside of music. So when I was in college, I would go back to St. Louis and play shows right across the river in Illinois, where some of my family's from, play shows. And I was doing it around Oxford um, almost every single night when I was in college, Monday through Saturday. They did not serve alcohol on Sunday, so we took Sunday off. And it was it was awesome being a college student making you know two hundred and fifty dollars a night playing these acoustic shows and. Believe it or not, rent in Mississippi in a college town is not that expensive. So <laughs> one night took care of uh, took care of all of my rent for that month, and then the was rest say, was that's, just that's like rich, rich in college. Oh, like yeah, nights, like rich. You were living good. Yes. In college. Yeah. Uh, just uh, bankrolling the rest, and that kind of led to a little bit of a savings account when I moved to Nashville, and then we just started hitting the the ground running. I found a band. Um, it was four or five guys, depending on the weekend, we would travel around in my Tahoe with a trailer attached and go play shows literally anywhere that would have us play for not a lot of money. Um, and it's kind of funny because the guy that was booking all my shows at the time, he would say, you know, the guy in this big city, he's got the best venue to play, but to try out, he's going to have you play on like a Wednesday night for maybe $250 like 30 or 45 Mm -hmm. minutes outside of where his bar is. And so we did that for like the first year, making no money, sleeping five guys in one hotel room. If we even had a hotel room and just driving around and playing those shows. And luckily it led to the bigger shows at the bigger venues with, you know, more money and stuff like that. So that's kind of what I did for the first two years of being in Nashville, writing during the week, and being out on the road playing shows on the weekends. Wow, man. So you yeah, you were hustling. You were hustling we for were, sure. We were hustling, grinding it out. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of you mentioned, you know, you you were playing, I mean, I guess gigs kind of kind of young. I feel like, you know, kind of where did you learn? I guess where did your musical inclinations come from? Like is that something you always were like, hey, picking up a guitar and you kind of knew it? Like how how'd that work with you? I uh I picked up the guitar for the first time in like 7th grade, either 6th or 7th grade. There was a okay a kid that lived down the street from me that had a bass guitar. I had a guitar at home and we kind of just taught ourselves how to play. And then we'd play in the basement or the garage or stuff like that. Didn't really ever take it too seriously. But the first time that I ever played in like a band, I was in high school and my mom kind of volunteered me for one of her coworkers, nephews bands. (laughs) They were looking for a a singer. And my mom said, well, Chris will do it. And I was like, okay. I guess, I guess now I it. now I have to do it. And so that was kind of the first time that I ever walked out on stage and felt that energy from a crowd and fell in love with that. It wasn't necessarily the music that I wanted to play, but being able to get out on a stage, sing, play guitar and do all of that and see what, you know, the behind the scenes of what a show looks like and or lack thereof a show looks like. <laughs> um, and that's kind of when it all sort of clicked. I was like, I knew that I wanted to do it at such a young age, but actually having dipped my toes in the water and seeing what it was like, that's when it was, I was gung ho on, on making it a, a reality. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, did any of your family members play music growing up or was this just like, like you're kind of the only one, you know, in the, in the bloodline? No, my mom cannot sing, cannot carry a <laughs> tune in a bucket. She tried to sing the other day and it was, uh, Sorry, mom. It was horrendous. Uh, my dad, my dad could, could carry a tune. Um, my dad's brother 
sang all his life um, in choir and, and the chorus and stuff like that. But I just, from a young age, just really loved music and singing and just being around music. And I think my love for it just grew into learning how to play the guitar, into singing everything that was on the radio and just kind of taking it all as it came in. We'll be right back. I feel like your voice isn't the prototypical country voice. Like there's not much twang in it. You know what I mean? Like you kind of got right. this, this unique voice, which I, I really like. And I think it, it's going to do really well for you in the future and everything. And I liked how you talked earlier. You said, you know, I, I, I was listening to these other music, other kind of music because at the time country wasn't cool. And we talked with, about George with this. <laughs> like I swear people who haven't lit, who hate country just haven't given it a chance. You know what I mean? I feel like Absolutely. they need to give it a chance and they'll end up enjoying country because it is so many artists coming up right now have different genres in their music like they're all just kind of meshed together and that's what country is these days so it's pretty cool like with what you're doing now with some of your new music i'm and- exactly of about who blake is talking about there yeah yes 100 100 he's coming around though i am he's coming there around. we go I am just all into like the hood like yeah. trap music like okay any kind of rap r&b okay. I mean, i'm from new york so i'm from new york so we didn't grow up on country either right so i was mm-hmm. just well, like tang uh, and oh yeah <laughs> we actually have a uh, I just wrote a song with this is was kind of a, a bucket list thing. I'd never really. Yeah. In- I know you're, I was about to bring that up, too. It's coming out next thir- next Friday. Right? Next Friday. Yes. Yep. So I, I got to write a song with Nelly and uh, I'm featured on his EP That's so and great. it is going. Uh, yeah. Like you said, it's coming out on Friday, the 27th. Mm-hmm. And that is one of those things that. Had you told me, I mean, country grammar was one of my oh. first CDs and I learned every word well before a 10 year old should know every word to country <laughs> grammar. And if you would have told me back then, as I was listening to it on my little blue Walkman, that I would be, you know, writing a song with Nelly, but let alone be featured on a song with Nelly, I would have told you that you were crazy, but that was such a, I mean, being from St. Louis, he was is like say, our yeah. guy. Yeah, it's he like St. Louis. Guys. So yeah. him, to be him able Murphy, to leave St. Lunatics. Oh, the like, St. Lunatics. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it was that was definitely just something that in my wildest dreams I could have never imagined. And I'm so glad that that it happened. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait for it. I've heard so many cool uh, country musicians that are on, you know, featured on the CP. So I can't wait for it to come out on Friday. Yeah, and that song yeah, is Follow Me. Follow Me. Yes, it's yeah. uh, me. Uh, George is on there as well. Um, Kane Brown, Breland, Blanco Brown, um, Darius Jimmy. Rucker, Jimmy's FGL, Jimmy. Yep. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. This be a cool so little to, record. Yeah. To be included in, in on a project that all of those people that I've you know looked up to is is pretty incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so obviously, you talked about how you you know you write music, Nelly. You wrote you know you write in other music in Nashville. What is your writing process like? You know, I just love hearing different people's writing process and what that looks like because everybody's pretty unique and different. Yeah, I uh, I kind of keep my phone on me at all times in case a melody yep. comes to mind or a hook or, or some sort of lyric and I'll just jot it down. And I like coming in with a hook or a title and kind of a story of how I want or see the song going. 
So I won't have a lot of, a lot of lyrics going in, but I'll have something like with man enough. Now I was thinking about a relationship that I was in, in college and, you know, kind of wondering, had we met a little bit later in life, if it would have worked out differently or if we would have still broken up because I felt like at that time I was man enough now for a relationship. And so I kind of brought that idea in and we started talking about it and, and throwing ideas back and forth. And I just like coming in with the blueprint of what it can be. And then, um, bouncing ideas off of my co-writers and it's kind of, we go in with this unfinished puzzle and, uh, I like coming in with at least a picture of what the puzzle should look like mm -hmm. and then finding out where all the pieces go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a cool way to put it. Actually. I like that metaphor. An unfinished <laughs> puzzle. Uh, yes. So yeah. So man enough, was that, was that something you had in the, in the, you know, in the repertoire for a while or did you write it and you're like, this is it. I'm going to say, you know, this is like going to be the first, this is going to be the song I put out. Like, how was that? The day we wrote it, I kind of knew that I always wanted it to be my, my first quote unquote single. Right. Um, because it was just so true to my life. And it was like, everybody was telling me to write about stuff that I knew about. There was nothing better. I knew or nothing I knew better than, than that right there. And at the time I was, I mean, no one knew who I was or anything like that. I was just this guy floating around Nashville, writing songs and playing shows out of town on, on the weekends. And I think we wrote it in 2015. So I'd been in town maybe for about a year and a half or so. And it didn't come out until almost 2018. I think the end of 2017. And at the time we were playing all these shows, not really having anybody or anything for anybody to listen to after we got done playing other than, Hey, go check us out on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. And we knew that we had to get something out. So we kind of just threw it out into the world online and people started listening to it. People started streaming it and sharing it and it's a song there's a saying in nashville that three minutes can change your life and that song absolutely did that for me because it ended up getting me my publishing deal which got to tell i got to tell mom and dad that i had a real day job um <laughs> it ultimately got me my record deal as well and it really really changed my life yeah it's a catalyst if you will and i, I there's absolutely a lot of, yeah there's a lot of cool stories out there well i was we were talking i was talking to eric today i was like yeah, it takes one good song man and then all of a sudden yep. people will listen to all your other stuff and be like oh that's good too you know like it's yeah. just kind of right. like snowballs from there so yes. yeah man enough was, was definitely for you do you got any other i don't know i mean other than the nelly song obviously you got anything else kind of like working on you able to like tease a little bit here or there we did yeah we uh just went into the studio not this monday but last monday and we cut uh a few more new songs that'll be coming out soon that we're really excited about. We got to take all of last year, even uh, I'm trying to find a silver lining here. We uh, got to write because a lot of the time we're out on the road playing shows and stuff like that. And you don't get to write as often as you would like to. Yep. And so we got to use all of last year to workshop and, and woodshed and write songs. And uh, I think we got some, some pretty cool stuff coming out that I'm really excited about. Hell yeah, that's awesome. I, we've been hearing that too. You know, there is a silver lining in all this as, as hard as 2020 was. I think a lot of right. people took time because you're right, you're so busy on the road and there's so much, you know, you're doing radio interviews, you're doing everything, you know, on the road. So I think there's gonna be some amazing music come out in the next, you know, six to six to eight months or whatever it is. Yes. So looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely, man. And then you have some shows. You have some shows coming up. In fact, you're in Denver. All my Denver, all the Denver listeners. Uh, was it Friday? Thursday? 
Thursday, Thursday, Thursday in Parker. Yes, sir. And also, also, I was looking at ahead here. You're playing the Grizzly Rose, which we're partnered with here yep. on this podcast. You're playing there October 1st with uh, Lane Hardy. Yes. So we're doing oh. the uh, the Lane Hardy tour um, starting, I want to say, in late September. Um, we're going to be all over the place. We're excited about that. Live music is back. Yeah. Um, it feels incredible to be able to play shows, see people smiling, singing along again, because uh, I was just getting... I was getting burnt out on all those Instagram lives, man. <laughs> yeah, right. I hear you. Yeah, we hear you there. <laughs> so I know sure. you've been to the Rose. Have you played the Rose before? We have played the Rose one time. I want to say in, I think, 2018, um, we played the Grizzly Rose. And it's an incredible, incredible venue. And it's kind of funny because they have my original uh, 8x10 hanging on the wall there. <laughs> and oh. I have no beard long hair it's it's pretty much the exact same uh picture as the original man enough now album cover was and so people do not believe that it's me at all <laughs> i have That's to find great. that on the wall yeah I'll have yes to find that. that'd be a cool little photo yeah cool photo because that beard that beard is fire man i wish i could grow a beard like that man tell you i need what. to trim it up a little bit it's getting <laughs> a, a, a little unkempt <laughs> i'm a fan of the beard was the beard like a quarantine thing i don't know why i started growing it but it was I think the hair kind of gave me a cape of some sort. The long <laughs> hair looking a little bit different. And then when I cut all my hair off, I was like, well, hell, now I look like everybody else. I need to do something. There you go. Grew out the beard. And then uh, now Jordan Davis just puts me to shame with his yeah. beard. I was going to say, who has a better one? Here? I don't know. I, I feel like it, his is a little bit more like, I think his is more unkept, at least when we interviewed him. <laughs> yeah, he was looking pretty rough on looking, when yeah. we had him on. Yeah, when we had him on. But he's, yeah, you guys got some good beards. Awesome. And where can everybody find you uh, as far as like Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is? Yeah, every every social media outlet, it's just Chris Bandy, B-A-N-D-I. Um Website is chrisbandy.com for tour dates. Every social media is Chris Bandy as well. So pretty easy to find, um, but it's not a Y. It's an I. It's That's an where I, people yeah. go wrong. We've gotten that a lot, though. We actually, <laughs> I think the last one we had, we were doing a radio show somewhere in Florida. I won't say where, but uh, the guy, the MC announcing me, we had a 10-minute conversation. I mean, not 30 seconds before he went to introduce me of how I was not related to Mo Bandy. And uh, he came out and said, uh, Chris Brandy. I was like, dude, we just talked about this. We just talked about this. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it probably happens more often than not. Not anymore, though. You got some, you got some big music coming out, so people are going to know exactly who you are, man. So. There we go. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on. We'll see, uh, we'll see you out on the road for sure. So. Absolutely. Behind the Rose is recorded live at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. Be sure to go check out our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast and follow us so you always know when we drop a new episode. And give us all five of those stars. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Behind the Rose.